Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, everyone. Sean here. I play Bob on the show, and I'm one of the producers. And you're probably wondering... What is forgive me? (laughs) We were wondering the same thing. I can't believe I had not heard of this show. It is hysterical and funny and touching and strange. I I really can't explain it, except it's sort of like a modern day Father Ted, if you're into that, but but with kindness and and quirks. And I I just... I fell in love, and so did the rest of us over here at Civilized. And when I found out that it was created by Rogue Dialogue, the people who brought us Windfall, I was like, how have I not heard of this show? And I realized I'm probably not alone. I think you are really going to get a kick out of this. So please, give episode one a listen. It's going to follow this message. And search for Forgive Me anywhere you listen to podcasts. And... uh, My love goes out to everyone over at Rogue Dialogue for this amazing show. Forgive Me would not be possible without our generous parishioners. First up, a big thank you to Ponders for organizing a St. Patrick's Beach Day. We all had such a nice time lounging in the sun together. I'm not so sure that the League of Decency would approve of how revealing some of the attendees' bathing suits were, but we, we all have to forgive, right? Uh, next, uh, thank you to Girl Blue for hosting a musical retreat last weekend for the musicians in our community. We did have a few concerns about how many members of this church wanted to learn your song Drunk, because, well, it's a, it's a little secular. But anyway, thank you so much. Join us on patreon.com slash roguedialogue. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. May the Lord bless you. What would you like to confess today? Excuse me? I'm sorry. For what? Uh, There must be some kind of mix-up. This is my weekly time to confess with Father Clem. Is he on vacation or something? I I swear I checked the bulletin. Oh, I... I'm so sorry the news hasn't made it to you yet. Uh, uh, Father Clem has suffered a heart attack. Oh, heavens to Betsy! When did that happen? I only know so much, but it was a few days ago. Uh, But I I don't know if it's my place to say anything more Was it at the donut festival? How did you know? Oh, Clem and his godforsaken donuts. I've been telling him for years they'd be the death of him. He's a good man, but a dolt when it comes to his health. That's not a terribly kind thing to say about a man who just went through something like this. Father, the man's got type 2 and high blood pressure to boot. But you try telling him he shouldn't inhale 30 donuts in one sitting, and it'll go in one ear and out the other. I tell him gluttony is a sin, even when it's for charity, but all I get is hand-waving. 
How bad is he? I hear he's in rough shape, but fully stable. I've yet to meet with him myself. Well, maybe he'll finally listen now. Well, thanks for the update. Nice to meet you, Father. Uh, ben, are, are you leaving? Yes, I'm headed home now. You know, I'm going to be working at the parish in Father Clem's absence. I'd be happy to hear your confession. That's very sweet of you, dear, but I'll pass. No, really. You came all this way, and I'm happy to do it. I understand that you have a relationship with Father Clem, look, but I'm sure... Look, I've been going to confession every week for the past six decades. It's not like I can just pick up and start with some substitute priest. I have a certain standard of efficiency I've come to expect. Efficiency? Say what you will about the old German, but Father Clem runs his confessional like a Volkswagen assembly line. He's precise, hits all the right notes, and has you in, out, and absolved faster than you can say our father. Masses, weddings, even funerals, (laughs) they're all the same too. No frills. I swear, the only excess for this man was his damn donut festival. Not surprised one bit his pet act of frivolity is what's done him in. Um, can I, can I ask, why is it that you feel oh, that... Oh, Jiminy Cricket! Excuse me? Forgive me. With Father Clem, my confession is time so I can get dropped off, confess, and be back on the bus by the time it comes back around. We've already been sitting here gossiping longer than my standard confession, and I'm going to miss the damn thing. <sighs> Looks like you've bought yourself another 15 minutes. Let's give it a shot. All right. Um, want to take it from the top? In, In the, the name, name of, of the, the Father, Father, and of the Son, and of, of the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. How long has it been since your last confession? I said it's been a week. Pardon my age, but didn't I just tell you I'm here every week at this time? Is making me repeat myself some kind of preemptive penance? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, uh, so- sorry, sorry. I, I I was just trying to reset, like I said just a second ago. Relax, can- relax. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I guess that's the first place to start with my confession. I teased an anxious, defensive young substitute priest. <laughs> is, is that an actual confession? Come on, dear. I know you're trying your best here, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sure you're a good young man, but you should try and get a thicker skin if you're going to deal with the people in this town. All right. Thanks for the feedback. Where are you coming from, by the way? This your first assignment? No, actually. Uh, I transferred here after serving a parish over in Binghamton. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Now, I told you this was a waste of time. What's wrong with Binghamton? What isn't wrong with Binghamton? The whole big city life? Not for me. Sorry, kid, but I don't see how they thought this could work. Have you ever been there? What? To Binghamton? (laughs) Of course not. Well, not to overstep, but perhaps you're prejudging a bit? Pish posh. Let's get to this before I miss my bus again. Understood. Uh, What else would you like to confess? Oh, you know, the usual. And 
what's the usual? See? This is why it's a hassle to not have Clem around. Now I have to re-explain half my week. Once you get used to a shorthand with somebody, it's not like you can start back at square one. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, To clarify, your standard confession consists of you rushing into the church and telling the priest you're confessing to the usual, like you're a regular at a diner? I mean, I am a regular at Pat's on Main and do have a usual. Two eggs over medium with ham and a cup of half-calf with an ice cube because it doesn't matter how many times I complain. Pat has to serve that damn coffee at a temperature hotter than hell itself. Good to know. What does this have to do with your weekly confessions? Look, when you get to my age and have lived here as long as I have, you start having a usual everywhere you go. I have a usual diner order, a usual haircut, a usual bench at the park that faces away from the path and stares directly at a tree so that I can read my book and not deal with every nosy person who walks by. I don't see why confession should be any different. And don't try and peg me with the whole, if you meant it, you wouldn't do it again, nonsense. Fair enough. I'll be sure to leave the judgment to God going forward. Smart kid. But still, I'd appreciate it if you could tell me what you mean by the usual at confession. I'm probably going to be here for a while, so it might be helpful for both of us. All right. May as well explain it now so I don't have to again. I have what you might call a minor theft problem. Oh, I see. Uh, How long has this been going on? Longer than you've been alive, I think. You called the thefts minor. What makes you say that? Well, I, I only steal little things folks wouldn't notice are gone, or at least not right away. And I never steal from individual people, just shops or grocery stores or banks. You you steal from banks? It's like... not what you're thinking. The things I'm stealing are so small, it's barely an issue. I remember the first thing I took was 30 years ago. I was working as a writer at the old journal when this town still had a paper and I needed to turn in a story. The editor was a real stickler for a specific quality and would make a show if you handed her something that was in the wrong font or or had the wrong spacing, or in my case, if the pages weren't stapled. Where's my stapler? I had left my stapler at home and was panicking. What did I do with it? Bracing to be publicly shamed in front of the whole staff for my mistake. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And then... Moments before my meeting with my editor, I noticed a, a stack of old articles on my co-worker John's desk. And sitting there right on top of them was his stapler. In a life-changing moment of boldness, I stole it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, I'll be right there. I promise I'll be right Saving my reputation and igniting something in me I never knew was there in the first place. Oh, John. Couldn't you have just... Asked John to borrow his stapler? I'm sorry, Father. I was under the assumption that this is my confession. John was on vacation or in the bathroom or something. Look, it was 30 years ago. I don't remember all the specifics. (laughs) Of course. Please continue. Anyway, taking that stapler was a massive moment for me and really transformed the way I lived my life. It changed my whole outlook on things. What's that expression? 
seize the day? <laughs> well, that's what I started doing. But instead of the day, I was seizing one of those tiny packs of tissues at the grocery store. <laughs> Still, I made a rule for myself that I'd only take things when I needed them and only things nobody else would miss. I'm sure it's very tempting to do something that lets you feel more in control, especially if there isn't anyone immediately affected by your actions. But I take it that this has continued? Do you have a habit of stealing a thing or two between confessions? Well, not exactly. Things uh, intensified after a couple months. What started to happen is there would be moments where I'd be somewhere like the supermarket and realize there was nothing I really needed to steal, but I still felt compelled to slip something into my bag. I see. I'd find myself, uh, before I'd head out to go run errands, trying to trick myself into forgetting something like a, a hair tie or my chapstick, just so I could get the high of a score to solve the problem. I try my best to lose track of things around the house. But my husband, rest his soul, was such an organized son of a gun that things would be back in their place before I'd even have a chance to lose them. It was torture and totally defeating the purpose of why I started in the first place. I can imagine why that would be frustrating. Then eight years ago, when Frank passed and I had nobody to stop me, I just gave in and started stealing for nothing more than the simple joy of it. I'm sorry for your loss. I appreciate that, son. But old Frank passed a long time ago. So why don't we just keep it moving? It, all right. So is that where things are at now? What exactly are you stealing and how often? Well, I, I haven't expanded beyond little things, and I've really focused on the grocery store. There are just so many items I can easily get away with lifting. Basically, for the last 29 years or so, I go to the supermarket twice a week. I buy tomato juice, oatmeal, and the next four days' worth of healthy option frozen meals. And in the process, I rotate between five different items I can easily steal. What are they? Well, like I said, those little tissue packs, chapstick, packs of gum, value size, not the ones at the counter, too easy to be spotted. Then the mayonnaise in the squeezable tube, and condoms. Condoms? Well, yeah, to throw off the scent. Nobody's expecting old Margaret to be taking condoms. Plus, if you cut them up, they make great rubber bands. And you're doing this twice a week? Somebody must have noticed by now. Well, you'd think that, wouldn't you? But no, I'm good. Damn good. <laughs> I go on my trips during busy times when an older woman like myself goes unnoticed. I push around a cart real slow with my bag unzipped. And nobody even looks at me. It's a perfect crime. In, out, and nobody gets hurt. I know we just met, but I think you know that this isn't a victimless crime. I understand the temptation, but even though you don't see the effects, it doesn't mean that they aren't there. Stealing is a sin for a reason. I know it's a sin, Father. Why the hell else do you think I'm here? I mean, you don't seem very remorseful. Don't you worry about the impact that your actions have on others? Oh, spoken like a true post-Vatican II baby. No, I'm not remorseful. The Lord has rules, and I understand that stealing is against them. But that's why I come here. It's a straightforward thing, kid. 
you have to know that your actions are affecting someone. They have to be. Well, there was Frank. Like He found me out one day and it, it killed him. I think he had this idea in his head of me and it really disappointed him to see me do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It had to have been hard for you. Yeah, I remember the fight still. He just didn't get it. We both were making a good living. Why would I do such a thing? I didn't have a good answer, but I promised I'd stop. (laughs) Oh, but I never did. But I did get damn good at hiding stuff. So you lied to him? Oh, it was a white lie. It hurt him to think I was behaving like some vagrant. So I hid the stuff from him, and we lived happily. Part of me thinks he knew I kept stealing, but he he just didn't want to say it. Well, what about now? You said it's become more of a routine at the grocery store. What about those employees there? Don't you think that it's possible? Obviously, they notice the things are gone. That's why I do the rotation. I hear the kids stocking shelves talking about it. Some of them even think the store is haunted. Would you believe that? That's pretty wild, Margaret. Isn't it? And I know the management there put together a little task force a couple of months ago to figure where the items are going. They had this sweet kid named Mitch stationed over the tissue packs for a whole week. But little did they know, it was gum and condoms week in my rotation. A task force? Couldn't they have checked the security tapes? (laughs) You'd think that, wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure they wound up pinning the whole thing on Mitch and stopped asking questions for a time. I stayed away from tissues until the smoke cleared. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. It's been exhausting. I've been buying the full boxes and carrying around folded-up tissues and empty condom boxes. Huh? No, no, not about the tissues. That employee, Mitch, you said he got in trouble because of your stealing? Yeah, I heard a couple of the other kids talking about it. Now they think there's some massive cover-up and Mitch was the fall guy. Not the brightest group. So what you're saying is, because of your actions, somebody lost their job. How do you feel about that? Oh, kid, I don't know. I mean, he's young, and he'll land on his feet. It's not like that was what I was trying to do. He's a nice kid, but maybe a little too quick to lend a hand. I'm not dead, you know. I can reach a frozen meal on the top shelf without assistance. But still, I appreciated that he offered. He'll be fine, though. Like I said, he's a good boy. Not my intention. (sighs) Margaret, I know you understand that it's wrong that your actions caused him to lose his job. Yes, I know it's wrong. So I confess it to get absolved and have a clean slate. That's it. What do you want me to say? That I roll around in bed at night thinking of poor young Mitch, who's now got to mow lawns instead of bagging groceries? Are you hoping for some kind of telltale tissue situation? Sorry to disappoint, kiddo. That's not how I work. (sighs) I'm sorry if I touched a nerve. I'm only trying to say that confession is about acknowledging your failings as a person in order to move forward with God. 
but it's hard for me to absolve you of something if you don't own up to the consequences of your actions. Hold on now, Father. You're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. You think I come here for thrilling conversation? All right, all right. Let's, let's work something out here. I need you to at least explore this a little more, to come to grips with how you feel. I'm going to give you some penance that I think will be a good start. If you're willing to accept, I'll complete the sacrament. You young priests are all the same with your bespoke ideas of how I can win back God's favor. Give it a year, five at most, and you'll be doling out Hail Marys just like everyone else. But in the meantime, why not complicate this old woman's peaceful, happy life to satisfy your personal delusions of wisdom? Okay, son, what's your sentence? All I'm hoping is that you can take this opportunity to reach out. You said it yourself, your actions aren't victimless. I'm not foolish enough to think you'll stop, but I do think you could find other ways to help these folks. Your penance is just to connect with Mitch somehow. Put in a good word for him at the supermarket or something. Just, just help him out. You don't need to admit anything. Just talk to the store and maybe they'll listen to a loyal customer like you. I don't know. I like to keep a low profile over there. And this seems like a bit of a liability. Do you want absolution or not? All right, all right. If I don't say yes, we'll end up being here till I miss five more buses. Great. Please say the act of contrition and I'll absolve you. Repeat after me. Look, kid, my- I got this. My God, I am sorry for my sins with all my heart. Same time next week, Father Ben. See you then. And hope it'll be quicker. Lord, what have I gotten myself into? is a Rogue Dialogue production. It was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Raimunda. Sound design, mix, and score by me, Adam Raimunda. Here's our cast. And sweet Margaret. And Casey Callahan, Father Ben. Graphic design comes from Sam Torty. So hey, did you like the show? If you did, go subscribe to it or follow it on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoyed it, rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Forgive Me is a brand new show, so every rating and review helps out a ton. If you've got a minute, send this episode off to a friend or family member who might enjoy it. Margaret probably won't appreciate the fact that you're spreading her gossip all over the town, but we certainly will. You can find us on social media platforms by following at Forgive Me Show. 
This whole deal is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Look, we know money is tight in 2020 for lots of people. If contributing to our shows is not in the cards right now, we totally get it. But if you are in a position to join in, we would appreciate it so, so, so much. Become a patron over at patreon.com slash rogue dialogue. You can get access to episodes of this show a week in advance, as well as a whole bunch of other content that we have planned out for you. This week, you can read a bit about the process of making the show in the director's notes from Jack. No matter what, thanks for listening. New episodes release on the last Friday of every month. So we'll meet you back here on September 25th. See you then. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people we left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.